Hello, and we're here with the Fight Twins podcast with episode two, and we have a very special guest here, one of our good friends and one of our athletes that we like to work with quite closely, Nikolai Zlatev from Bulgaria, from Varna, Bulgaria. How are you doing, Nikolai? I'm fine, thank you. It's Easter time now from Orthodox Christians. Tomorrow is Easter. Okay, that's fantastic, bro. How have you been spending this time during this pandemic, brother? How's how's things been for you? Uh, it's not special. I found a dream which has become during the pandemic. And I just train and repeat every day. Yeah, it's just such an unexpected situation. You know, it's, it's forced everybody to, you know, live in such a, you know, unexpected way. But yeah, no, that's excellent that you're 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 making the you're making a good situation out of it. Yeah, yeah that that's fantastic. So yes, how's things been with your training then uh, during this situation? How have you been able to train and how's have you been able to keep up with your schedule with you know your, your training and stuff? How's that been? Yeah, my training is very well. At the moment, I'm training twice a day, uh, one uh, weightlift and one MV, and it's quite okay, quite good. That's very good, Nikolai. What is the situation like in Varna? Is all the gyms closed? How can you actually train? Have you got training partners? Are you just training by yourself, mostly? Yeah, I have a few training partners, a few of my friends. Yeah, here the... Uh, by the law, everything is closed, but some people open uh, on their behalf. Yeah, that's pretty much the same as here in London as well. That's 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 interesting how that is. Yeah. So so yeah, uh, it's moving on from that, uh, Nikolai. So just give us an account of your you know your beginnings in the martial arts because you're a very interesting character, uh, Nikolai. You know, you're a bit of a road warrior. You know, you'll take any challenge, you'll fight any man, you'll travel to any land and, and fight anybody in their own home territory. So you're very inter- you're a throwback to the old times of fighters. So just get, give us an account of how you got, what got you started in the martial arts? What got you training and living the life of, uh, of, a, of a martial artist, of a samurai, traveling and fighting? Um, I started training at... Uh... Uh, 2014 and uh, six years from now mm-hmm. I just started as a hobby and I, I just like that way of living by tasting myself you love the feeling of competition you love the feeling of getting in there and competing yeah yeah just test myself yeah, it's very interesting because I've been with you. We've been with you so many times when you've competed. Obviously, we've I've observed myself how cool you are, how calm you are. You're very, you it's very unique. You know, you've got kind of a very interesting energy about you when you're competing. There's nothing but positivity. You're just in there to compete no matter what. But and literally, I've seen you fight people a lot heavier than you, and you've took fights on very very short notice. And you, the way you handle the pressure. You know, it's it's very interesting. So you, it's it's an excellent skill that you've got. You know, and it's uh, you you've got a lot of experience fighting up and down the country. 
So yeah, you're you're an interesting character. So did you did you grow up watching like martial arts movies and stuff like that? Did were you into like Rocky movies and Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan and stuff like that? Uh, did you watch anything like that growing up to get you into martial arts, or was it just literally something you started as a hobby later on in life? In my childhood, I haven't watched any of these fiction movies or anything. I was more about football and stuff, things. But when I started, I just I wanted to try what MMA is. And maybe from the first thing, I, I loved it. And Interesting, yeah. So, did, see, growing up as a kid, were you... Were you, were, you, were you always fighting all the time? Were you a rowdy little kid? You know, were you, did you have a lot of energy as a little kid? Were you out and about and, and all scrapping with kids and stuff like that? It's better to start from early age, but yeah. I started 21 years. Yeah. I started 21. Absolutely, yeah. That's, that's, that's it. See, in Bulgaria, is combat sports, like I know in quite a lot of Eastern European countries and particularly Russia combat sports is very is a very important thing and in school they actually they actually push combat sports quite a lot uh, judo boxing wrestling uh, different just different combat sports you can out you can also go and study uh, become a master of sport in Russia in in different combat sports I'm just wondering is it similar in Bulgaria do do the educational places do they push no now in Bulgaria, the situation isn't like that. Uh, maybe before uh, 1990, uh, when there was a Soviet Union, Bulgaria was part of it. And maybe 20 years ago, it was like that, but now, no. Right. Oh, Nikolai, do you mind just speaking a little bit louder, just so we can pick your voice up uh, clearer on the mic? Okay. Um, yes, that's that's it's really interesting to me. How did you end up um, traveling so much to compete? I'm curious. Is there a lack of shows, a lack of events in Bulgaria for MMA? There are some events here, but maybe only three or four times a year, and that's why I'm coming to UK so often. Right, so the UK has a very lively scene. There's events on every other week. Well, obviously not right now because of this uh, because of this virus and epidemic. But normally, uh, you're right. The UK is a thriving place for for uh, combat sports. Every weekend, there's some kind of event on. Even with jujitsu, it could be a boxing event. It could be kickboxing, Muay Thai, mixed martial arts. There's events on here every other weekend. And now, actually, I realize how spoilt we are here. <laughs> There's events on literally every weekend. And now we can't go to any event. You know, it's it's very interesting situation. Mm-hmm. So... We just wanted to ask you um, about what was what was the first martial art you ever trained, you ever started training in? Uh, I, I started MMA. I have I don't have any previous experience. Just started MMA. So you started training 
everything together, basically. You didn't come from a striking background or a wrestling background. No, just started everything. Yeah, yeah Nikolai, tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, where you started in terms of the first gym you trained at, your coaches, like the first fights that you had, you know, and when you first started traveling and fighting and stuff like that. Um, just tell us a little bit about that, please. As I said, I started in 2014 in a gym here in Varna called MMA Varna. Okay. Uh, my first competition was maybe 67 months after I started. Uh, it was the national, Bulgarian national championship, and I got silver medal there. Uh, win last fight and uh, win one fight and lost the final. And Maybe in 2016 was my first uh, fight in UK. Okay, yeah, that's fantastic. So how many fights is it you've had in total, Nicola? Because I know it's quite a lot. You've got quite a lot of experience at amateur and then now you've uh, recently you've turned professional as well. As an amateur, I have maybe about 20. Yeah. Uh, only MMA and in K1, Three or four, but they are uh, maybe two amateur and three professional in K1. Yeah, you've got you've got a mixed record. Yeah, you've got a lot of experience, Nikolai. So incredible that you've uh, gained so much experience in such a short amount of time. You know, it's 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 pretty amazing. Just shows your dedication and uh, you know how motivated you are to compete. So you're currently you're currently a professional MMA fighter and your record is one and one as a pro. Yeah. So you just want to slowly build that up now and try and go on a run now and and see what you can do with this because one and one as a pro is not bad and you've actually been a pro for not that long. Am I right? Uh, yeah, actually it's from a month ago. Just two fights. So, so that's really impressive how only in your first month as a professional you've already competed twice really good yeah that's incredible so Nikolai t- tell us what do you think about uh, mixed martial arts today what do you think about the scene in the United Kingdom what do you think about mixed martial arts all over the world and uh, what do you think about the UFC today what do you think about the fights in the UFC and stuff like that do you watch the UFC yeah I watch some fights there it's very popular around the world but I don't think UFC is the best at the moment Interesting, interesting. Tell me more what you think. Tell me more. Tell me why. Why is that? In my opinion, if you have seen ACA, I think there is very, very good level. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the yeah. level's changed now. It's not quite the UFC's the top dog yeah, because... Yeah, because even Bellator have got a very high-level roster. One Championship have a very impressive roster. I mean, Eddie Alvarez went over to One Championship and lost his first fight um, against a guy that nobody thought he would lose against. You know? Uh, very interested uh, in this... Uh in Asia, maybe in Japan, Brave or what was the other, uh, Ryzen. It's very interesting for me there. If I have uh, opportunity, I will go there. Yeah, that sounds really good. And that's something you could probably do and aim for this year after everything settles down again. 
that's something we could hopefully help you do as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so while you're in the UK, I believe you're affiliated with a few teams. What, who is it you, when you come over here, who are you involved with? Who do you train with when you're in the UK? In the UK? Um, I just train uh, in uh, what's called uh, Athletic Center in Manchester. But uh, there I train only with my friend Mario. Okay. Without coach or anything. Okay. And when you're in London, you train, I believe you're linked with New Wave Academy. You train with them? Uh, no, I, I actually haven't trained with them, uh, but the first time I fought on uh, Fight Star, they cornered me, and so uh, that's why we have friendly relationship. So it's really yeah okay yeah so it's really good the fact that you're a you're a traveling fighter and when you come to the UK it's always good that you can meet other teams that when you're here you can kind of have a team away from home kind of thing which is really good. Of course. Yeah, it helps. It helps. It makes things a lot better. So when this is all over, are you looking to get back in there and compete immediately? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, you must be chopping at the bit to fight again. Of course, I, I'm interested in fighting middleweight or uh, or welter maybe. Yeah, so Nick, maybe in June or July. Yeah, 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 Nikolai, Nikolai, that that's awesome. That's brilliant. Uh, tell us a little bit about how martial arts has changed you, or how it's helped you, how it shaped your life, and what you th- how you think it can help other people how you think it can help, uh, you know, maybe children or whatever, school kids, because it's obviously had a huge impact on your life, and it's had a huge impact on our lives. And, uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit how, you know, martial arts has maybe put you in a direction where you're so focused, you know. Explain that, explain that a little bit, please. In my opinion, uh, the most important thing uh, is and the way of thinking uh, I got from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, you see how calm I, I become and everything. For me, the, the most important thing is to be calm and use it as self-defense, not as attack. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very, very good. I, I, love, I love the way you're thinking there, your mindset. Um, and yeah, it makes perfect sense because you've got such a calm demeanor when you're in there and you're competing. I mean, you've, you, you don't show any nerves or any signs of anxiety. And I think you're right. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu really teaches you to be calm and to be relaxed because to be good at Jiu-Jitsu and to be able to flow in Jiu-Jitsu, you have to be relaxed and you can't be rigid. You need to be anxious. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be stiff. Jiu-Jitsu really teaches us to be uh, more relaxed and soft, if you like, and just be more like water, really. Water, yeah. yeah, be more like water where you're flowing more. So I, I completely agree with you. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu really helps with those aspects, I believe, in fighting. It just makes things a lot more relaxed. Uh, which actually, is... actually, I haven't ever trained in gi, only no gi, but... Mm-hmm. I saw the mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gaining the mindset is the main thing at the end of the day. So, um, could you mind telling us just some of the shows you fought in the UK? Because I believe you fought up in Manchester, you fought in um, FCC, 
you fought on on the um, Fight Star Championships, run by our good friend Raj Singh. Um, you've completed you've competed on a couple of other events as well. Do you mind telling us about some of the shows you fought on in the UK? Yeah, maybe the biggest shows uh, are FCC Fight Star uh, UK Fighting Championships. Is very nice. Um, and you've competed on UFL as well. You've competed on UFL three, yeah, in uh, up in Edinburgh last year, late last year. Yeah. Which is brilliant to have you on our event, and hopefully we'll have you on our event in London too after the lockdown's over. Uh, funny enough, we were actually planning an event on the twenty third of May, um, where Raj was actually going to help us out. Uh, unfortunately, though, because of the situation, we had to cancel that event, which was really, really frustrating for us, because we were really looking forward to it. Yeah, you can make it some next month, June or July. Well, hopefully, depending on what the government say, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I would, I would do it next. I'll do it in a few weeks if I could. But we'll have to see. We'll have to go by the government guidelines. Um, but yeah, it's it's a real strict situation right now here in England. I mean, you're not really allowed to be outside too much, only for exercise. Uh, what is it like in Bulgaria? Are you allowed to walk around outside or are the police being very strict? Yeah, there are a lot of police officers here, but uh, these guys like me, we just don't obey there. <laughs> It's, it's stupid because I don't think there is a real virus, just on the political purposes. And they're just trying to break the people here. Because the situation here is very... You can't talk uh, uh, free, don't have a free speech or everything. Oh, that's very interesting. And they, I, I, I think they just try to break the people. And I'm not... I just act like I'm not interested in that you can just live my life like before and nothing, nothing else. Right, yeah, no, that's that's very interesting. Do you feel the, gov- the government there, they're not looking after their people as much as they should be? No, no. I think they are only trying to get this uh, money from the European Union, this millions or billions for helping people, and I, I just think they want to uh, to take them for themselves, not for the for the people. So you think they want to they want to pocket that money? They don't want to actually. Yeah, yeah, because in Bulgaria, Bulgaria we are seven million people, and uh, there are I think seven hundred uh, people diagnosed with this disease, and only twenty or thirty deaths. It's nothing. It's uh, less than one percent. Okay. That's interesting to know um, the fact that because in the UK the numbers are quite high for the deaths so far. There are a lot of a lot of million people living there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The for, according to the percentage, yeah, yeah, of the population here, uh, it naturally it's going to be more numbers. Yeah. But that's uh, it's it's very interesting though. It's very interesting you're saying that because um, a lot of the governments in these Eastern European countries around Europe. Um, they're known for kind of being like the way you're describing, where they don't really care about their citizens as much as they do in the UK. So we feel quite lucky here. Yeah, in UK there are are laws and you need to to be strict to them. Here nobody obeys their laws and there is actually no, no country. Everyone is for 
village himself. Okay. Do you, do you think that's why there's there's such a monopoly on the events that go on in Bulgaria? Is it is it political reasons why certain people can only put events on? I don't think political. There is actually only one federation for anime. And uh, it makes some some events in the summer, two, three events, and one, two on the other part of the year, but nothing special. Mm. Nothing where you can build your career. Nothing where you can actually build your career and try and become a professional fighter. Yeah, this summer I'm planning to fight here in Bulgaria, uh, maybe one or twice, but just to to become to uh, to build record and I don't know to to be more popular here. Actually, here is not about the money because they don't pay. Okay. Tell us, Nikolai, who's the most influential person in your whole life? Hmm. Hard question. Maybe, maybe my parents. That's good. Because they've they've clearly installed a lot of uh, discipline into you and uh, the work ethic that you have and your drive. So, um, like, so that makes perfect sense because I know your parents are involved in the medical industry, so they they come from a hard-working background. Um, so that's really good. So you'd say that they're the most influential people in your life, and even though your parents aren't involved with combat sports, they're still very supportive, right? Yeah, my father supports me. Fantastic. So that's that's really good because. In a game that you're involved with, with fighting, if you don't have your family supporting you, it can be so tough. A lot of athletes, they have zero support. They're on their own. Um, they have to fend for themselves and have to work jobs, long hours to be able to even afford to train. So the the least the least that you'd want is your family to just support you, which is amazing. The fact that your family support what you do. So what's the what's the plans for the future, Nikola? What's the plans for the future? Where are you going to be in five years from now, brother? Five years from now? Mm, I don't have so plans for so long. I just think for maybe for next month or next year. Mm, I I want to uh, to get some to build some record and to get uh, a good money from fights. Maybe. Build my own gym here. That'd be amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah, there are possibilities, but abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all need money, don't we? We all need the funds, then we can yeah, make things yeah. happen. But, um, so you don't see yourself uh, um, migrating over to the UK? Uh, to live there? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think so. Only come to compete. I will come to compete, of course, but I prefer to live here. Yeah. Before your home country, which is amazing. So yeah, Nikolai. So thank you for your time today. That's us nearing the end of our of our podcast for today. We want to keep these nice and short and sweet to begin with. And once we're gonna build a bit of a following, we're gonna have more extended episodes. Um, but it was a pleasure to have you on, and. Um, it, all our listeners out there, we're going to soon have 
a lot of different guests involved in the game, from veterans to people like Leanne Hart, who's a who's a world class, famous um, MC that's worked for Ryzen. Uh, I mean, she's worked for Pride, the most legendary fights of all time in MMA history. She's worked for Bellator. So it's going to be a pleasure having her on. And we're going to have people like Vinnie Shorman, hopefully coming on, who's a, 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 a pioneer in Britain when it comes to commentating on stand-up fighting. Um, he's been doing commentary on Infusion for years. And he's got a very trusted opinion when it comes to Muay Thai and kickboxing. Um, we've grew up listening to him commentating on events so it'll be amazing to have him on Um, but yeah so for now anyway Nikolai very good to have you on Um, we wish you all the best for now and uh, we will talk to you soon brother (coughs) talk to you soon my man so thank you very much yep thanks again have a good day thanks again Nikolai thank you bye bye And that is all for episode two of the Fight Twins podcast brought to you by UFL TV. Um, We just want to give a couple of shout outs to the Ultimate Fight League, our league. We will be running more MMA events as soon as this lockdown is over. Uh, We will also be bringing you more information about our new fighters who are signing and our other endeavors. I also want to give a little shout out to Triad Promotions, our management company, where we have many athletes signed from all over the globe. Give them, give it a check out. Um, Have a look at our website, triadpromotions.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Thank you very much. This podcast is powered by Anchor. We'll be releasing this episode on Spotify uh, and on SoundCloud. So thank you very much. And we'll have episode three for you, hopefully tomorrow or the day after. Cheers.